0: Life Management Science Labs would like to acknowledge that we live and produce this podcast on the traditional lands of the Wurundjeri people. We'd also like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the lands of our listeners and our international colleagues. We'd like to pay our respects to their elders, past, present, and emerging. Hello and welcome to Self-Improvement Atlas, the Personal Science inside podcast produced by LMSL, the Life Management Science Labs. We are champions of Life Management Science, providing structured insights informed by science and inspired by practice on key aspects of conscious living. Each week we bring you scientific and practical insights on each element with the expert knowledge of professionals in the field. I'm your host Aditi Kutti, let's get on with the show. Welcome back to Self-Improvement Atlas, the Personal Science Insights Podcast. Um, I'm joined today by uh, Dina Sergent um who is a co-host uh not a co-host but a host of one of our pod many podcasts here two of our many podcasts here on
1: at lmsl uh dina welcome hi thank you so much for having me it's so weird being on the other side of the show and actually in getting interviewed not being interviewed
0: because i i feel like i've been on your show yes um but you have never been on mine
1: no so this is your first time i'm a complete virgin on your show <laughs>
0: Uh, we're going to be talking and I I don't know how to segue from that. We're going to be talking (laughs) about close friends. Yes. Um, so before I kind of talk about that, um, I want to get to know you a little better or at least allow the audience to get to know you a little better because I already know you fairly well. Yes.
1: Too well, too well. Too
0: well. So do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and, and what you do? maybe here at LMSL, but also outside of that as well?
1: Yeah, sure. Well, I, like Aditi said, I host two other shows, Family and Parenting on LMSL. And it's amazing. I've recently just got off a show talking about breastfeeding. So it's very, um, my shows deal with very regular things, very everyday things that we sort of take for granted. And just sort of the insights about that. On how it affects families and how it also affects parents as well. I'm not a parent myself, so it's it's always very strange me learning things that I never thought that I would be learning at the age of 25. Um, I recently did graduate with a master's with a master's degree in media, so I'm now um, yeah doing this job full time. Sort of makes sense into what I'm learning and the different technical aspects to it. So it's amazing. Um, yeah, I'm so done. I'm so glad to be done with studying and never having to look at a book or research things anymore. Um, well I think but then two years later you'll see me doing a PhD so you'll never know. But, that tends um, to be the pipeline. Yeah <laughs> yeah and then um, yeah so I'm really glad to be talking about close friends because I think in terms of me with close friends I sort of stopped hanging out with people throughout the last two years of my degree just because I wanted to focus on on it and focus getting it done so a lot of my friends did understand some friends cut me off some friends kept me on so um yeah the perfect topic to be talking about with me today yeah I feel like your kind of mid-20s is
0: such an interesting year for close friendships yeah. I I feel like it's um and we're gonna obviously talk a lot more about this <laughs> later on but I remember when I was like 2019 was kind of my year where I lost so many people mm-hmm. that were really, really close to me. Um, and it also helped me realize, like, who has stuck around and why and why those people are so important to me in the long run. It's kind of like a it's – a, it's a double-edged sword. It's like yeah. you obviously lose people and that hurts and that yeah. is going to affect you for a very long time because we're going to talk about friend breakups and how <laughs> yeah how difficult they are. But yeah. – um, I think it's made me appreciate and and be grateful for the friendships I already have. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna stop there. Yes. As much as I want to hear your response <laughs> know. to that, because we are gonna be chatting about that mostly in our interview segment. Huh. Um, we're gonna we we have to continue our introduction to you and to continue to get to know you better. Yes, um, I have
1: dived in a little bit too quickly. Then
0: <laughs> I don't think there's no there's no. You can't dive in too quickly. That's just not possible. Okay. Um, And it's my job to make sure that you're back on track and I didn't do that. You did good. You did good. (laughs) We both do the same job. So it's it's
1: very weird not trying to tell each other that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, We have a segment called Have You Met Dina, Sargent? Yes. Um, In which I ask you a couple of questions about yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, Those of you who... Regularly watch the show. This is a shorter version of the show that we use, the, the segment that we usually run, um, because you can get to know plenty about Dina by watching the shows that she's on.
1: Oh, plenty. <laughs> Too much, probably.
0: <laughs> um, are, you, are you happy to answer some questions about yourself? Go for it. Yeah. Amazing. Um, what is your favorite book?
1: My favorite book is Normal People by Sally Rooney, I think her author is. Yes. And I am completely obsessed with it. Like too obsessed. I have read it 3 times now. Third time I went in and started highlighting and um I'm a huge highlighter in book kind of person. I'll get post-it notes and I'll just sort of make my little own little acknowledgement acknowledgment to what I learned from that little sentence. It could be a sentence being like I can understand you and I'm like the emotion that sort of tags on and I'm that person that I took it off Pinterest and decided to do different color sticky notes to different emotions that I felt throughout the whole show and I've got the book with me now and I'm constantly reading it. Um, It's definitely a book that I love the way that it feels and I love the emotion that sort of brings on to it that I'm now saving up to get the script version of the book to bring on me to bring with me while I'm going to London next month. So that is going to be my holiday read even though I've probably read it about three or four times. Look, as someone who
0: struggles to read
1: mm-hmm. uh, and find
0: time to read, rereading <laughs> the same stuff that you already know you like makes it so easy to actually get through a book yes. now. Yeah. There's so much like inertia I find with like new books. I'm like, is it going to be good? um and then i just go and reread percy jackson but
1: yeah no i go back to what i'm comfortable with yeah. and the worst part is the second time i read it i read it alongside watching the show so okay. each time it played i okay. was reading the scene as to like what each person felt when you do your phd it. is it going to be on normal people it, prob- it could be the emotion attached to normal people so do not take that as a PhD, because I'm probably going to do that. So that is a topic that is off limits for everyone listening. I suspect that that's not a popular topic. No, it's a very a very niche area, very niche but area. I think it's fairly really popular now. So that's true. Hopefully, yeah. That's true. We'll, we'll give it give it four years. Yeah. Uh,
0: what about a favourite movie?
1: Favourite movie? Oh, okay. I think I think my favourite movie would have to be gonna be a disney movie i'm sorry it's gonna be encanto okay.
0: i and haven't actually seen him.
1: it is an amazing family movie and the different relationships that sort of take place in families so like the middle daughter who feels left out the oldest child who feels like the jewel of the family and the um youngest child who is also going through their own little troubles and struggles and sort of being held responsible for a lot of parts of the family. So if you haven't seen it, definitely go see it. I'm not going to give any spoilers. I mean, it's definitely something that should be seen by, I think, everyone. And I have cried to that movie far too many times to be able to say I can emotionally candle the movie because yeah. I can't. But it is an amazing representation as to how family is. And look at me talking about family and parenting when I'm not even doing a talking. It's meant to be talking about it today, but... um. Yeah, I think it's something that I'm very much obsessed with and I cannot really get enough of really understanding um, family. So I love the visual description that Encanto really has.
0: That's so... So I haven't seen Encanto. Mm -hmm. It's hilarious that you recommended a family movie (laughs) based on what podcasts you have, but I have attempted... To read um, the book that it was very, very loosely based on, yep. um Hundred Years of Solitude*. I suspect they're not very similar tonally. Um, I think. Uh, have you read Hundred Years of Solitude*? I have. Okay.
1: Um, it. I think it is like it's very loosely, like you said, loosely based on it. Like it's inspired by that book, and I think they really took a really cool perspective into it. Um, because mainly they didn't take just one person's perspective; they took so many different people's understanding as to how they see family in that one movie. So, I think it's, I think it's loosely inspired by one perspective of a family member. Right. So yeah, I can definitely see yeah. why it's sort of connected and why they sort of see it as based on the book.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. The book. I was kind of enjoying what I read, but I feel like it got very repetitive for me after a while in terms of just the way it was written and structured. And I kind of feel like that's the point. Like, I know I've read the analysis of the book. Yeah. And I know that that's the point. And it's talking about the cycle of violence that can continue through generations. But um, Encanto is a Disney movie, so it won't be that bad. It won't be repetitive, I assume.
1: It definitely won't be as... Deep as you would expect a Disney movie yeah, to be. I think, sure. especially the way that Disney is going now, they sort of get it, they hit you in the feels a whole lot more than they used to, I think. Yeah. And I think maybe it's probably because we're adults watching it now, not kids yeah, watching it. Like, I still cry and Lion King when the father, when Mufasa dies, I'm still blubbering mm-hmm. and not even, I'm watching a small little screen and I'm still crying. And I'm like, okay, this does not, I don't know if this is emotionally like good.
0: As a, as a, movie crier personally <laughs> I don't think there's anything wrong with it I think crying is a healthy way to release emotions and if yes. you need to do that through a movie then so be it yeah
1: no so, go for it <laughs> all right
0: well we can keep talking about Encanto but I don't want the show to get derailed yes so um what is final question um mm-hmm. what is a podcast that you've been really into lately
1: really into lately I think I have really listened to this podcast so many times it's anything goes by emma chamberlain and i love the way that she she's a youtuber first of all like she first started on youtube and she just vlogged her every day going to school and days that she would skip school and then suddenly she fell off the place face of the earth for a few years and she came back and had a whole lot to say about the way that she sort of sees the world as an adult and she made a podcast on it that somehow spoke about things in a way that i never would have seen it she talked about her own mental health struggle she talked about her own um lack and development in herself and the lack of growth that she's felt and the just her being still in so many different ways and not really moving forward as well as as quick as everybody else and i mean like i think everybody in today's society in today's world really feels that way in so many different aspects no one's going to be moving Forward the same way that everyone else in their friend group is. So she spoke about it as if it's a normal thing to be speaking about and normalized the issues, normalized the feelings. So I felt validated through her show, through her podcast. And that's why I keep going back to it. And that's why I keep re listening to it as well, because it's something that I feel very comfortable with. And I'll just listen to it as I'm feeling like I'm overwhelmed, feeling like I'm not doing enough, feeling as if I'm crying too much in one day. So there is that whole, especially as we get older, we're all like suffering from the idea of, okay, is this imposter syndrome? Are we actually as good as we think we are? Or are we worse worse off than we think we are? Is that why we're not moving ahead? So there's that whole other of a community that's sort of built on validating how you're feeling so I felt very connected with her show and with her podcast and with the way that she speaks as well so yeah I love the way that she does things and where she talks about things um it's just her sitting on her bed talking sitting sitting on bed sometimes sitting in her bathtub just talking about it and I it's so simple to me
0: yeah that's really beautiful I think finding someone who is speaks to the way you feel inside Uh, really helps you feel less alone mm-hmm. when you're going through that kind of thing and I totally get you in that like we're both I think at an age where it feels like we're lagging behind mm-hmm. our peers and I think that's a universal experience which really helps yeah so
1: no I agree yeah. 100% yeah
0: that brings us to the end Um, of that segment we've gotten to know you Um, so we're gonna move on to our topic of the day Uh, we're gonna talk about close friends um, and how to kind of manage close friends when you're really busy and how to deal with the fallout (laughs) of what happens to those close friendships when you're busy (laughs) yeah um so I guess I want to start um obviously uh Dina's not an expert Dina's not a scientist uh Dina doesn't have Qualifications (laughs) qualifications <laughs> to back up what we're going to talk about today no. so um, I want to put that disclaimer at the very beginning of the show um, you are Dina speaking from personal experience yes trial um, and error which in my opinion is also really important yeah but it's not really the same thing as having um, a degree. Uh, or being an expert in a field maybe your PhD um, on normal people
1: will help you but yeah.
0: <laughs> later on, <down> the track. <laughs> later on.
1: <laughs> a um, candidate,
0: but I thought just to kind of contextualize our conversation how do you define friendship
1: I really define friendship as a connection with someone like for example the way that I feel about my friends is that each one of them I don't have group of friends. I don't have like a whole group that I hang out with other than the girls from work and the people from work. I think we all really get along, which is great. Um, and I developed a whole group friendship from then, but every one of my friends is like individually from other groups that I've sort of like met. And then I picked one person that I really liked and I've combined them all to make a different kind of friend connection with each of them. And Some friends I've had since I was in like primary school, some friends I've met in the last year and I've become really close with them. Um, It's amazing that friendship is such a very big connection that I have with someone. Like, I don't know what it is. It's not, for me, I feel I hang out with them more if I vibe with them really well. If they're not high maintenance friends for me, if I'm not having to constantly see them in order to keep a friendship up with them that's the kind of people that I really like to hang around people who are very independent on their own, like hang out by themselves. But also like when we see each other, we see each other and we're completely digressed in each and hanging out with each other. But if one of us can't make it, there's no pressure in order to, there's no like, Oh, you promised you'd meet me. And yeah. I, I've dealt with that before. And that also put me off from having friends for a very long time. Cause I was just like, there's too much of a pressure and I don't have the time to be able to do it. But the people that I have in my life now are the people that I feel connected to in a way that I don't have to see them all the time, which is, for me, that's the best part of friendships now yeah. compared to friendships like five years ago for me. Do you feel like the kind
0: of amount of friends that you have has decreased kind of through your 20s?
1: Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I think I've got, I had groups of friends that I surrounded myself with and there were groups of mutual friends that I also hung out with and then and that was like my early 20s now mid-20s I've probably got other than the girls that we work with I think I've probably got about five really close friends and that's enough for me I think that's more than I still have trouble seeing all of them unless I bring them all together and say okay let's go and have dinner together and it works because all those friends would get along with each other because they're not high maintenance friends, because they're very similar in so many different ways. Um, and that makes it so much easier. Like they're not one group where they're not going to bitch about each other. They're not going to talk badly about each other. There's not any gossip between us. Mm. It's like we talk about books. We talk about the movies that we've seen, places that we want to travel to, and that's our connection.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. I feel like um, for me... I because I've always been an extrovert growing up and I've never had a problem making connections with people through high school um, through like maybe my first two years of university like I didn't have a problem meeting new people and connecting with them and becoming friends with them but I think somewhere in my like around age 21 22 onwards I kind of started to feel like I was getting more and more annoyed by the presence of people in my life. Yeah. Um, and like people who tried to reconnect with me from like high school, for example, I was just like, stop, like, I don't have time for you. I'm not interested in maintaining this anymore. And it would like actively irritate me, which was so odd to me because that's not how I viewed people in the past. And My therapist told me something really interesting. My therapist at the time told me something really interesting, which is that like, your 20s is kind of when you shift from having a lot of friends to a few really quality people that you keep around mm-hmm. your life. And I find that I thought, like, back then that that was it, but I, I found personally that it's a process. It's a very long process yeah. across your 20s yeah. of, like, figuring out. And I, I, think, I think I'm think i still, like, I'm now sadly in my late 20s. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm 28. Yeah. And... um the, I'm still, I'm still meeting new people and making new connections Mm -hmm. and people that I really like, but I'm very selective about the people that I let in. Mm
1: -hmm. Does that make sense? No, 100%. I think it's such a huge thing because for me, I've realized that sometimes with some people, I have to go all the way towards the end of that friendship Mm -hmm. to figure out that I don't need them. Mm -hmm. And I had a couple of friends where I really loved and really cared about and had so many good times with. We went traveling together. We went to like road trips together. We did all these kind of things. And it's so great to um, remember those. But there was a certain time where I realized that this is not the friendship that I really, we don't have similar passions. We don't have similar views in the way that you live your life. And for me, I couldn't really, I didn't really have much to talk about. If we didn't, if we just sat there doing nothing, there was nothing to talk about. If We had to do things in order for us to really, um, really enjoy our lives together and really enjoy the moment together. So it was very interesting to me when I realized that. And I think we both realized at the same time that we have to actually go somewhere or like go for mini golf or go for like dinner. It wasn't just dinner was enough. Now we actually have to, do a movie or do something to really find the excitement with each other. And we both realized that that's not the kind of friendship we wanted because otherwise we had nothing we had nothing to talk about. And it was very – sometimes like you have to go all the way down to the end, all the way down throughout the whole friendship to realize that, okay, this is where the time really ends. And the good thing is we both mutually realized and then we both, we both still keep in contact. We still have each other, but we're not like – best friends anymore, which is very interesting to me and how comfortable I am with that compared to like a few years ago, if you were to tell me that we're not friends anymore, it would literally just broken me down. Yeah. So it's really nice to see how much you do develop that mentality of, okay, I'm going to keep certain people around because I can literally sit there, do nothing and enjoy their company. I can be on my phone the entire time. They can be doing work. I can be just chilling and then we would still get along.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. My next question is, you referenced this earlier, how does a lack of time influence friendships? I want to start by like a little context because you're talking about how you took time off to focus on your studies and it's mm. affected your relationships with other people. Mm. And I think I had a similar experience, although I didn't realize it was happening at the time because I started off taking like, so before I kind of lost many of my close friends mm-hmm. um, back kind of a few years ago, I was the kind of person that like when my uni semester was on, that's all I was doing. I was not going out. I was not hanging out with people. Mm-hmm. And I was not making plans. And I would often say no to things and i would also bail on plans when i just wasn't feeling up to leaving the house cuz that would happen quite a bit i do deal with chronic depression mm-hmm. so like it's just not always an option for me yeah um and i often i think back then i also wouldn't explain that when i would bail yeah um i would try not to do so last minute but sometimes that would just end up being the case uh and i think without realizing it did affect like my relationships to some people who probably valued quality time more than i did mm-hmm. i enjoy i'm i'm very much like i'm not the best texter <laughs> um except for people who with whom i formed internet friendships with mm-hmm. in which way in like the only way we could communicate oh, yeah. or yeah. at least the only way we could communicate at some point in time was online so like we built that rhythm mm-hmm. but for the most part my like friend my my closest friendships Um, most of whom I formed in real life uh, I'm not the best at texting them we will meet like once every few months yeah I live very far away from everyone (laughs) as well (laughs) I think after I lost people and it made me value a lot of my existing friendships a lot more Mm -hmm. I realized that like I need to prioritize the relationships that I have with people. Like, yes, being low maintenance, I, I agree with you, I think is a good thing. And that's something I also tend to gravitate towards naturally in my friendships as well. Mm-hmm. But um, just people who are really chill, who are not going to kick up a fuss when, yeah. over nothing. Yeah. Um, but I also, like, see it now as equally important to my studies and, and work and stuff like that. Like, if the only day I can meet my friend within the next few months is the same time I have a meeting for example I'm gonna skip the meeting and meet my friend because that person is important to me Mm -hmm. like if there's it I think my my view of like what to prioritize has changed so much because my parents really raised me on like your studies come first Mm -hmm. nothing else same yeah um yeah, so I, I feel like I've been going out a lot more and I think it's made all of my friendships much stronger for it, which mm-hmm. has been really nice. I don't, has that been your experience? I, I was not – it was not meant to be talking for that long. <laughs> no, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but is that is that something that you've noticed?
1: I – when it comes to keeping the friends around when I was really busy, I – the way that I learnt to do it, especially the last semester and the last, like, six months – I really realized that I needed to let them know that I'm not going to be, I'm not the best texter anyway to begin with. So the fact that I'm texting them means that there is something going on. Um, I haven't seen my best friend since probably March um, of this year. And that was in a whole group of us. We haven't really sat down and really hung out with her and I just doing things as we usually would do. Because that's, I think when you get older, that's adult friendships. Yeah. And adult friendships are ones that you don't have to constantly see. You don't have to, you don't have time to constantly see. I yeah. mean, I'm working or if I'm not working, I'm trying to improve myself in other ways and trying to focus on myself because, I mean, I, even though I just finished, there's still that need of me to figure out the fact that I'm actually done. Yeah. And that mentality for me is still very much there and I'm still very much, learning to understand it okay what's my next part of my life going to be now that I've because I focus similar to you my parents were very much on the academic success of myself and so i did not take a break from studying until like two years ago during like 2020 2021 I took a year off because there is no way that I could have that mentality of like continuing studying. I only took a year off and then I jumped back straight into a master's degree, which is driving me crazy. The fact that I did 13, 15 years of school back to back and then took a year off to jump back into another two years. So I never really had time for friends anyway. And I think all of my friends understood that, Um, especially being the oldest daughter who who is having to look after majority of people in the household. There's always that expectation and that I'm needing to be there or I'm needing to take care of someone or needing to pick up someone. And especially in my household where I'm the second the only second driver out of four people in the house, there's only two people that drive. So there is that need of me being need to be on call to pick up someone or to be there for someone. And that usually does damage my relationship with my friends, needing that, okay. I have to cancel on them in order to go and pick up my sister, for example, because my dad's busy working and he's the only other person that drives. You have definitely pulled out of our hangouts. Yes, sometimes, I have. I that definitely have. <laughs> Not that I've ever you, judged you for it. But when you mentioned that, I was like, yeah, actually, Dina has done that. Yeah. <laughs> no. So like, it's it does damage that friendship mm. reliability on myself. Mm-hmm. Like for me, people know that I'm going to be like an hour late now they so they set a different time for themselves than they would for me so they prepare for that um my friends definitely know me far too well for my own imagination to even really like i would love to say that i'm and i'm always there for them but i'm not always available for them so that's my way of thinking about it i'm always there when they need me but if they're just gonna do gossip chat or whatever if they're gonna vent to me, send a video um, voice memo and I'll answer it. Yeah. But if they're gonna go and gossip about someone, I really don't have time for it. Yeah. And I've set that boundary with them as well. So I yeah. think that sort of limits the amount of contact that they would want to have with me as well. It's not the best, most reliable friendship on my side, cause I think I'm always constantly doing something else, but it depends on the nature of the conversation I have with them that I really have time for if it's just to be gossiping about like talking bad about their boyfriend or like arguing about another friend then I'm like okay send it to me and I'll listen to it when I have the chance yeah if it's telling me something that happened at work or something that they really need to vent about then call me and then I'm always there yeah but they know okay which which one fits into what category just by the nature of how I respond yeah. so they know that I'm always there but I'm not always available yes of course. Yeah. I
0: think that's, that communication aspect is super important. Um, even though like back when I was really like busy and not really making time with my friends as much, I was still pretty communicative about exactly why that was the case. Um, but now it's kind of like changed obviously. Cause like I am saying yes to things more, which mm-hmm. has been really liberating, but the, the issue of, like, my chronic depression making me not want to leave the house is still there. Yeah. Um, the issue of things coming up at work and me being unable to – because, like, as much as I would love to say no to work and just go hang out with my friends and set the boundaries, sometimes you've just got stuff you really need to do or things that are really important to complete mm-hmm. or things that other people rely on you to complete that, like, you need to get done. Yeah. um So I – have had to say no for those reasons even if as you and I both know sometimes things happen last minute yes (laughs) um I think I've just tried to communicate myself as much as possible I'm really grateful that the people in my life are aware enough about mental health in general um most of them dealing with their own issues that I can just go I have the sads Mm -hmm. and they're like I let's reschedule yeah like I don't need to say anything else other than that. And I think that that's really but I think the voice notes is actually a really great thing and
1: that I am greatest invention ever.
0: I'm <laughs> I I definitely use it in criminal ways in that I've sent 40 minute
1: oh, I've done the same. Yeah, I've explained the entire like timeline of something to a friend in order for them to really understand. Um I think especially when it comes to going on dates and a relationship stuff mm. for me when i'm going on a date and i need to vent about someone after the first date mm. there's like an hour-long voice memo, and i'm so glad that whatsapp allows for that length of time yeah. snapchat doesn't so it sends on like huge different yeah
0: sets. i also use telegram which allows you to play it on two time speed yeah okay yeah <laughs> That's why. Okay,
1: well, that's good. That's why. <laughs>
0: so like 30 minutes. Yeah. If it's 30 minutes, it's actually 15. Um, yeah. If it's an hour long, it's actually 30. <laughs> um, another thing is like, I, I, and maybe this is taking it too far. Um, so I have a friend, I'm. this is probably the first time I'm talking about it on the show, mm-hmm. huge fan of Pokemon. You okay. know this. Yeah, I know that. Um, <laughs> I don't think I've mentioned it on the show so far, but I have a friend who was like very curious about like, the lore and like the kind of background of it. Okay. And I was like, I don't have the time. I, like, not even one voice note is going to cut it. Like, I just don't know how to like begin.
1: Yeah. There's no crash course so into car-
0: it. Yeah, that's what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> You're
1: creating a crash course. I,
0: I've, I've, I've currently developing a series of lectures, which I will then present, Yay! record, and present <laughs> to my friend, um, which she can view in her own time. Yes. Uh, and then. I, she has requested quizzes as well mm-hmm. now that she knows I'm making it. i am mm-hmm. done three lectures. I'm in the middle of the lesson plan for lecture four. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So I feel like there's just like, I think technology has just allowed such innovative ways of yeah. like communicating with your friends. Yes. Yeah. Um, Beyond, you know, face-to-face time, which can be really inaccessible when you're an adult. And Yes. You live in a city like Melbourne where it takes an hour and a half to get anywhere. anywhere.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, I have a friend um, similar to that. I have a friend in London yeah. and I have not seen her since she came here in about 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, I am closer to her than I am to any one of my friends. Mm-hmm. And I FaceTime with her every single week Yeah, and tell her the happings, happenings and the goings that are going on. I vent to her. I send her hour-long voice memos Mm -hmm. and stuff that's happening so when i go there to see her next month it's gonna be like what do we have to talk about we have nothing to catch up on
0: i we all have that one friend yeah (laughs) mine is um so my best friend we actually met on the internet um a very long time ago yeah back in like 2010 or 2011 oh wow but she lives in melbourne both of us lived in melbourne yeah so then we just met up okay and then we went to the same uni so okay. now we're not internet friends anymore no. but um, the communication practices have stuck around so yep. this is the one person with whom I am like literally texting her my every thought, yeah as it happens. And then when we meet up in person, it's like, what do we talk about? But like, we're just continuing the conversation we left off. Yeah, in the text messages. Exactly. exactly. Like, I'll be texting her on the train to meet up with her. Yeah, <laughs> and then just continue when you see. Yes. Her. Exactly. It's so it's so fascinating um, how like the different friendships work. But um, I want to kind of bring it back to like my actual guide yes. for this episode.
1: it's yes. like get lost. <laughs>
0: um. In all of this, like we've been talking a lot about, you know, innovative, setting your boundaries and communicating with your friends and like innovative ways to like keep them updated Mm -hmm. and, and connect with them. Mm -hmm. But like, do you ever, how how do you, have you experienced FOMO, fear of missing out? Is that something you experience? How do you deal with it?
1: Oh, I have FOMO pretty much anytime someone posts on Be Real Like, I think right now they have that skating rink thing in Fed Square and I'm seeing seeing photos after photos of it coming up and I'm just like, dude, I want to go so badly, but I hate the city at night. I hate staying in a place with a huge amount of people. I cannot for the life of me sum up the idea of spending that much money just to get there. <laughs> and I'm also working and also in my pajamas by like 9:30. There's no way it's not going to it's going to work. Yeah. Even though I can go out, like I don't usually fall asleep until like midnight most yeah. of the time. But I'm in my pajamas by nine thirty. My skincare routine is already done. Yeah. There's no way I'm once doing the that. skincare routine
0: is done, you're not leaving the I house. I'm not adding yeah.
1: makeup onto that yeah. clear skin of mine. Heck no. So, I have that fear of missing out every single thing because a lot of things that my friends do are nighttime things. And I do not like nighttime things. I like yeah. daytime things. Fair enough. Because nighttime things is a time that I'm sitting there watching a TV show or watching Doctor Phil mm. while I am playing Sims 4. There is no way I'm gonna. Are that you time.
0: like more on the introverted side? Or I don't far. believe in the binary of extroversion and introversion yeah. personally, and I think one of my one of the episodes of Personal Science says mm-hmm. that 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 binary doesn't exist. It's more of like a spectrum slash plane. Yep. Yeah. But, like, are you kind of more on the introverted
1: side? I I like to believe I am just when I'm... The idea of going out really terrifies me. Yeah. Um, right. Maybe because I don't know the situation. For me, it's always the bathroom. I don't know what it is, but the last, like, few years, yeah. I've just been like, okay, is there going to be a bathroom there? Yeah. I had my birthday party booked in March. I made sure the place that we, like, had the a picnic on the beach at there was a bathroom like a walk down anyone who came to that birthday like, lou came on any if you asked her there was a bathroom just literally walk up and there is no way that i like that's the thing that i'm also fear about okay hate using public bathrooms for one yeah. I always have toilet paper in the car. Yeah. So there's that idea of like, okay, yes, I would love to go out and do those things. But also there's that mindset being like, okay, I'm not the kind of person that would go do those things. If I'm with a group of friends, I will do it. Mm. But if I'm just like the initiative of me doing it by myself, right. I have to really want to do it.
0: Yeah. And I enough. don't really
1: need to do it. Yeah. So there's that okay balance of, okay, I really would love to see it. But I also wouldn't mind missing out on it Yeah. if there are other things later on. Like I'm also saving up for my travel trip for three weeks in London. There's no way that I'm going to spend that amount of money when I could be saving up for that trip and enjoy something over there. Yeah,
0: that's very true. That's very true. I feel like um, that's an interesting one because I also used to be the type that like I didn't. I think this is more of a boundary with my parents than it is a boundary with my friends. <laughs> my parents didn't enjoy it when I went out at night. Yep. Um, they also didn't enjoy it when I drunk when I got drunk. Oh, came home came home drunk. And I think fair enough, my brother and I have a seven and a half year age gap, um, which means he was until a few years ago a child. <laughs> and I think that's fair. I also didn't really want to be drunk around him. Like mm-hmm. I didn't want him to be influenced by that kind of thing growing mm-hmm. up. Um, so that's to a certain extent, fair enough. I I, like agreed with that, but they like, how do I summarize this in a way that doesn't turn into a rant? They wouldn't let me like stay out very late because it's not so much. They didn't let me, like I was technically allowed, but they would stay up for as long as I was up and then they would insist on picking me up from the station. Yeah. And I always am like I can catch an Uber, I can get a taxi, like I'm fine. I can yeah. f- like and I'm paying for it. Yeah. I will be good. Yeah. And because I'm not getting drunk, like there's nothing <laughs> to worry about either. Yeah. Um but they were very insistent that I don't do that and they were very insistent that they would pick me up at night and then like obviously if I'm coming home really late, I made them stay up. I never asked them to do that. No. It's all very, like, I'm sure there's a lot of, like, older people who are probably watching this who are like, oh, you know, such typical, like, teenager stuff. No, I was I was in my 20s. Mm. Um, I'm Asian, so <laughs> unfortunately my parents still treat me like a child sometimes. Yeah. But I think that has changed, one, since my brother has become adult, two, since I... Got my full license. Mm-hmm. Um, and three, I think the pandemic, they just stopped caring after that. Yeah, it's weird how much that
1: how that happened. Yeah. Like after the pandemic, my parents could care less. I'm the one who put the boundary on myself when I didn't even need to. Yeah. I'm like, okay, are we home by like I'll message you when I get there, message you when I'm on the way home. They're like, Okay. Yeah. You don't need well, to. I also
0: I thought I was like that too. I thought I just preferred to not go out at night. It turns out I actually really enjoy going <laughs> yes, out at night. <laughs> With my friends, um, and just because, again, when you have that those quality friendships, you don't really want the night to end. Like, no, I don't. I feel quite energized. It's often once I've left and I'm on my way home that I'm exhausted. Yeah, <laughs> from the social like, interaction Yeah. But like when I'm there, I don't really want to stop. Like I don't feel a point. I don't really hit a point where I'm like, okay, yeah, I've had enough. Yeah. But I know that's not relatable to everyone. I know there's a lot of people for whom they do have their social battery depleted quite quickly and that's yeah. fair enough. Yeah. Um, what, how do you show your friends like gratitude when you have limited opportunities to see them?
1: I love booking stuff with them doing stuff. It could be the smallest thing it could be us going to get manicures done, going to get an owl book it. Like that will be my way. I love treating them to something. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not the kind of person that would be like, oh, hey, I got you flowers as I come to see you. I feel like for me, gift-giving is not my love language at all. Um, I send my best friend who lives in Melbourne, who I haven't seen so- since March, I send her good morning messages every single day. And it's that's really my... I send her little quotes or something. I Google quotes and I have it ready for like 8.30. That's when I send it. Right when I'm getting up, that's the first thing I send. Not, be- not like... I feel her and I, it's like we're very much in a relationship with each other. She's in a relationship, right. mind yeah. you. Like her boyfriend is being like, why is this person taking Her boyfriend is the third wheel. Yes. I haven't met him yet, which is very strange. Okay. But he's like, why is she sending you messages at 8.30 every single morning? And I'm like, this is what you do. When you marry her, you marry me. Like that's how it goes. And we're very much set. And that's how we sort of offer gratitude to each other she does it in ways that she gives gifts as she sees me right that's her love language for me I just love showing appreciation to them and I'll send them I'll send majority of my friends voice memos be like hey gorgeous help having a great day can't wait to see you and even though I've never seen them in like six months Mm -hmm. three months I'll still send them messages every now and then when I think about them or um and I think social media as the greatest way to to show gratitude to someone like for me i'll tag i'll send them a message on social media or i'll tag them in something and i'll send a thousand memes to them or a thousand tiktok videos please stop sending me tiktok videos i don't i don't open tiktok i don't use it
0: yeah send link me and send it to my reels or like messages or whatever
1: and then i'll um, see it i see i'm learning that about everyone as well like some people prefer the tiktok some yeah. people prefer the reels yeah. um i feel sorry for my sister because she gets all of them and i still send it to her on discord and whatsapp so to make sure she actually seen it. and i walk over to her i walk over to her and show them show her the message and see her response i tried starting to
0: send reels to my little brother yep. um and i think at some point he was like stop sending me these like he just <laughs> in person oh my god with yeah absolutely no matters whatsoever uh-huh. <laughs> it was just like stop sending me it's annoying i'm like i'm just trying to connect with you in the only way i know how
1: yeah i know right like i'll literally just for my friends i love to send them memes and reels and things like that and i think it's the funniest way to keep that communication going to keep them being like oh yeah you actually know you know me you know what i love to laugh at And everyone's so different. It's amazing. There are some things that I find funny that they don't, but someone else does. And I'm like, dude, seriously, how do you not find this funny? And then I have to end up explaining the whole thing to them. It's so funny.
0: I think I'm kind of similar in that I'm not so much. I think verbal affection is is not easy for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I kind of struggle a little bit doing that. I'm trying to be better at it. And I think... As far as I'm aware, at least my friends don't particularly mind that I'm not verbally affectionate, mm-hmm. and often the ones who require that verbal affection are very good at asking for it. Um, so, like, it's if I know someone wants it, I'm happy to provide. Yeah. Um, or like they will just offer it themselves, and then you reciprocate. But for me, I'm again like I don't send good morning messages, or I'm thinking about meet you messages. I'm sending memes. Yeah. Um, but I'm also like I think. One thing I love to do is like send people recipes and be like, "I'm gonna make this for you," even though I probably never will because I rarely ever get to cook for people, frankly. Um, but I would like to, and so I always like I'm like send them a recipe. I'm like, "I'm gonna make this for you," or just over the weekend, I had a friend who was supposed to come over. She never ended up coming over because yep. um, her her mother was sadly injured in the morning. Oh um, no! So a bit unfortunate. Uh, but I like, we spent, like, days figuring out, like, what I was going to cook for her across that day. I think food, and again, probably just the way my parents, like, also raised me by showing affection through food. I think that's just kind of of spread to me. Um, But I think, like, a big one for me is just saying yes. Just saying yes. I know that's, like, So simple, but like actually agreeing to meet up with people and then like showing up and like respecting their time even when I'm not feeling the best Mm. because I know, at least for me, and I know this doesn't work for everyone, so like I'm aware of that, but for me I know that I instantly feel better after a day out with friends, no matter how I'm feeling. Yeah, Depression sometimes means that, I'm just not going to be able to get myself out of the house in order to feel better Yeah, with friends. But even if I've like got even just enough energy to like get myself out of the house and to wherever I need to go, mm-hmm. then I already know that that's going to be the remedy for whatever I'm going through mm-hmm. that day. So it's great for me, but it's also I think my friends because a lot of them were around back when I was saying no to a lot of things, I yeah. think they've noticed the change and they appreciate it. Uh, at least I hope they appreciate it. <laughs> um,
1: and a sort of weird thing to go up and ask them is be like,
0: have you noticed that I've done it differently? Yeah. I, I don't, to be fair, like when I, so after I lost full disclosure, after I lost a lot of people, one of the people that I lost in that year was my best friend of six years. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was no indication that that was going to happen. I still don't know why. Yeah. Um. They cut off contact with me. And we referenced this earlier, but friend breakups are much worse. Oh yes. Than relationship breakups. Yes. It's a whole lot more. It's been, it's what four years since 2019. I'm still not over it. I still don't know what's mm-hmm. wrong. We have mutual friends mm-hmm. who are who she's perfectly fine with. Yeah. Um. But I think what, especially that losing that particular person made me like approach the other people in my life and explicitly ask them what I was doing wrong. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Because I'm like, I hate mind games. I'm not the kind of person that, I value honesty in my relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, I like people to tell me (laughs) exactly how they feel about me. I don't like the idea of, Finding out that someone didn't like me the entire time, mm-hmm. that that's a terrible fear for me. Yeah. It's something I feel very anxious about. And it's something I deliberately i deliberately take people at face value when they show any kind of interest or affection in me, because I will get way too anxious and paranoid if I
1: don't. Yeah. By what what you see is what you get, kind of, and that's yeah. how you approach yeah. that friend.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So, like, as awkward as that conversation is to have with your friends, and it is a very – I acknowledge it's a fully awkward conversation to have. Yeah. I think it was an important one for me Mm -hmm. because I needed to know. Like, I was fully broken by that point. Yeah. And I had no faith in, like, any of the friendships. And, like, even the ones that, like, did stick around, there was things happening in those that – because I was so sensitive from everything everyone else I'd lost were making me feel like, oh – I'm probably going to lose them. The too. red flag sort of
1: like flew in so, a little not bit. So much
0: red flag, just like bad omens. Like okay. So for example, one of my very very close friends, God bless her soul, mm-hmm. um, uh, got engaged and didn't tell me. And she's the kind of person that like we only meet up once every six months. Okay. And then like don't really message each other that much in between. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would have thought if you're getting engaged, I didn't even know she was dating anyone. I would have thought if you're getting oh, wow. engaged, okay. um, she like would have told me. So I was like really upset about it. Turns out she wanted to tell me in person and she hadn't been dating him for very long. It was like their fourth date when, when they got engaged. So they are happily married. Yeah. They're happily married well, now. Um, yeah. And I know I've been to, like, I've visited both of them. I have been, I was a bridesmaid at her wedding. Like, yeah. I have full faith in that friendship now. I don't, I'm I'm not kind of second guessing it anymore. Yeah. But obviously when you see something like that, even though her intentions were never bad in any way, like it was literally just because she wanted to let me know in person. Yeah. Relate it to your past
1: experience. Yeah. And I think you do that a lot. Like I do that as a coping me- mechanism, 100%. I like full people who don't know, and I think no one actually knows on the show, but um, I'm Muslim and I used to wear a scarf back in like 2019. I was a completely different person back then. Right. Completely different. Like I was such a people pleaser when someone said, OK, I'm going to go out. Do you want to go out? I said, yes, I dropped everything. I stopped studying. I stopped taking that time for myself. I was like, OK, I really want to hang out with someone I was always wanting to, willing to be that second person to go with someone anywhere. Yeah. And I just followed around everyone that I had in my friendship group, like a puppy dog, full on puppy dog, just following everyone. I was a golden retriever for pretty much everyone because I made everyone laugh. That was what my superpower was. Yeah. for that a lot of people noticed. And that's why they stuck around me. Yeah. I had a huge mental breakdown at the end of 2019 because I was like, okay, where am I going? I don't know where I'm going. Uni's almost done. I'm almost finished my bachelor's. There's nothing. What can I do? And plus I was going through a breakup during that time. So I was not that bubbly, happy person that everyone saw me as. Of course. And I decided to take my scarf off then because I felt like I needed a change. I felt like I needed a separate time between me and who i was pretending to be Mm. and i think i was definitely pretending to be that person who was always there for everyone i was pretending to be what society was sort of what my community was kind of expecting me to look like and expecting me to be so i took a step away from that um i lost majority of people in my life Mm -hmm. people i've known since i was probably about three years old i've lost almost everyone yeah i no one messaged me no one kept in contact with me there are people that blocked me there are people that i didn't even mutual friends blocked me people of people people of people who knew me didn't invite me out to places anymore that group, whole group didn't want to hang out with me anymore. And it was that huge thought, well, okay, was I doing something wrong? I had no idea what it was that I did mm. until I sort of realized that, okay, is it because did they only like me because I was wearing a scarf? Yeah. Did they only like me because I was acting in a way that they liked? Mm. So if I change my whole personality, like I didn't change my whole personality. I was still that golden retriever person. I'm still that You're golden. You're definitely
0: still a golden retriever.
1: <laughs> like I haven't changed in anything. It's just yeah. the way that I look is a bit different. Mm. But my personality is still very much the same. So were they only hanging out with me because I looked and talked like them?
0: Mm.
1: Like I am that kind of person that would really take that personally. And I took it personally for so long until like I shut down all my social media I shut down everything and then I slowly built it up again and I realized that okay there was nothing wrong with me and I for sure thought there was something wrong and I was like should I put my scarf on back in? should I do I want these friendships I was like so many different things through my head while also dealing with the breakup it was not the greatest time of my life yeah. but I built so many deeper connections with myself in understanding my own religion in my own time yeah. and also balancing this world and how I see a religion and also how the people that I keep in my life are people that don't like me just because I'm the same religion as them. Yeah, And that's the kind of people I kept around for so long Yeah, until I realized there's a whole other world out there that can combine all of those. And I just need to be around good people who don't knock down other people just to please themselves. Of course. And it's so much easier now. My God, it's so much happier. I am so much more free because I don't have those people who determine who they hang out with by what they wear and how they dress. Yeah so it's so nice to sort of be away from that Mm. and I don't have to dress perfectly like I did anymore I barely wear makeup nowadays I am I don't have to constantly dress up in order to show my personality on the outside yeah so people actually have to start talking to me to get to know me which is so much nicer
0: yeah no I I agree I'm with you on that I think that there's a quality of of relationship that you build through that um, that really improves the kind of friendships you have and makes it easier for you to like make time for those people as well because you know that you really trust them and Mm -hmm. they're worthwhile putting um, that time and effort into. But that does bring us (laughs) to the end of uh, the main part of our show. Um, I want to very briefly talk about some ways we can maybe put all of that into practice in some way. Again, repeating that Dina is not an expert in any means. No no way. But that being said, with all of your experiences, what have you done to maintain your friendships while also balancing time for yourself and other commitments?
1: Oh, damn. Okay. (laughs) I think one of the biggest practices that I've recently learned to do is knowing what I like to do with myself and knowing what I like to do with other people. Mm -hmm. Um, I really love going to, like, I have a column. I actually have it written down as to what I like (laughs) because it's like I needed to figure it out. So I got a pen and paper and figured out how I spend time with myself and how I spend time with other people. Mm -hmm. Um, Movies for me is in the middle column. Like, I can do both. I can either hang out with people or I can do it on my own. Yeah. And I think it's also just understanding that um what I like to do by myself is just that downtime that I have. I everyone on my everyone of my friends knows, and my family actually knows that when I'm sitting down and I'm really concentrating on something, just to leave me alone, just to like let me focus on that one thing, let me do that time. Yeah. And that diagram has really helped me understand that I love going to markets with people. I cannot do markets by myself because there's no joy in it. Mm-hmm. I think markets, the whole idea of it is like, hanging out with people, getting to know people. I do not like meeting new people at a market. I will tell you that. I'll go with someone who already goes to a market and I'll hang out with them. But talking to people and meeting new people at a market is not my idea of the best socializing experience. Right. Movies, I can do either way. Yeah. Um, Going to the gym, I love going by myself Mm -hmm. because I don't like talking when I'm at the gym because I've got BRF the whole time. I'm the same, yeah. So I have music on and this is me, like, letting off steam of, like, uni that, I mean, now not uni anymore but, like, life life (laughs) in general (laughs) that has started to make me mad and... I like there are certain things that I've realized that I enjoy doing more with myself and more with other people so I'm very forthcoming about it. if I like going to dinner I can do both I can do by myself I've recently learned to enjoy dinner by myself I'm very happy interesting yeah I sat at the table for one for the very first time and it was very awkward (sighs) and without being on my phone and I'm just like what am I doing I'm eating pasta while like Drinking out of a drinking juice out of a wine glass, because I specifically asked for that, and I'm just like sitting here watching other people taking talk. yourself on a date essentially. Yes. Yeah. Yes, but I there's nothing that. to talk about. I felt like I was talking to myself, and yeah. I was.
0: I unfortunately am just on my phone when I'm eating alone because yeah. I do eat alone. Usually it's out of necessity, yeah. but sometimes even if it's out of necessity, I will, if I can afford it and if I have the time, we'll go somewhere nice mm-hmm. um, and eat alone. And I just find myself on my phone. It's not like, yeah. you know, a rejuvenating yeah. experience by any I means. Did?
1: Yeah. That was, that time was the first time I did it without my phone because okay. I told myself I'll test it out to see how it goes. Okay. I didn't enjoy it, but... I think it's something because I haven't really had time to process my thoughts. And that was the worst moment to need to process my thoughts because it's something I didn't want to process. And that was when I realized, okay, so maybe dinner is something I need to learn to do by myself. Mm. I enjoy doing with other people. I love going out to dinner if I can afford it, like you said. the days that I can afford it I love yeah. going out to dinner but yeah. on the days that I can't I'll literally stay at home majority which is why you've seen me at home majority of my life yeah um I have you on be real I, I know, know. <laughs> every single every single be real nowadays has been me and my laptop watching I'm really Dr. Phil. sorry
0: to like all of our millennial um and older millennial and like younger gen x viewers <laughs> who might not understand what we're talking about oh yeah but google is your friend
1: yes um, yeah so. go google be real and you'll literally find out the definition of what it is and hopefully you'll find some adventurous people because right now it's just me with my cat yeah. at my laptop majority it's of the time it's usually just
0: me and my dog yeah <laughs> it also just chooses the worst times to to go off yes
1: the moment was, i got home was and was it was was went off and yeah. i'm like come on i was out for like the whole day <laughs>
0: um what are some of the challenges um with uh kind of forming that list how like how did you even figure it out because that would have taken a lot of thinking I'm assuming
1: it I think it took me needing to put it into practice so okay. me needing to like okay I'll go to an event i go to a market and I went by myself once and I was like okay yeah this is not that much fun it's really boring going to a market by yourself mm-hmm. if you're like going to get fruit and veg or if mm-hmm. you're going to buy stuff then it's fine see I can't relate I love going to markets by myself oh
0: okay
1: <laughs> I just love being in a market
0: yeah like the, the atmosphere of a market I enjoy that in and of itself yeah so I, I'm fine yeah but I cannot do it I, myself. I totally get it. I, I understand that I
1: need to be talking to people to be really enjoying it like right. I it's something that I picture going... It's something also... Pinterest is such an annoying thing because it's how I picture my aesthetic to be. Going to a market with a group of people and then we do like a little photo shoot there. That's what I picture markets to be. Mm. Me going back market by myself is mainly just a necessity of getting fruit and veg or getting like honey and things like that, um, which are a lot cheaper <laughs> in a market. I agree. So <laughs> that's where I find it being different, like the, the joint is very different. Mm-hmm. I love going to market with, with people because then I get to eat like, okay, I'll go and try some food there. I'll go and like get some coffee and we'll just sit and listen to the music. I cannot do that by myself because to me, I'm just like in and out. I'll get the necessities, I'll get the groceries and then I'll go. Mm-hmm. There's not me just like hanging out. Maybe it's something I do need to learn to do on My own, but at this also, point, like
0: if you don't feel the need to force yourself, then why would you yeah. do that? Yeah, yeah.
1: So I tried everything out that was on that list, mm. and whether and I tried it all by myself. Mm. Um, bowling, let me tell you, by yourself is not fun. I would have, <laughs> I, I don't, did. I don't need to try that out to know that it's not fun. I, <laughs> I tried, I did meet people though, that was very fun, yeah, because I was playing for myself.
0: I mean, unless you're like you know really good at it and a professional and like training for something
1: yeah museums art galleries by yourself is nice great oh Fantastic. there's probably I prefer that by myself than I do with other people yeah me too because I can go at my own pace yeah there's no talking it's and just I something can just, that I just
0: settle down to be fair I love going to gallery it's probably my favorite activity to do with yeah like my friends. Mm-hmm. It's my ideal date with like romantically, but it's also my ideal hint, hint, like hint. friendship activity. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, let's go to the gallery. What are my intentions? Who knows? Yeah, because um, it's free for one. It's free, but it's also yeah, I just I love art, um, yeah. history and all of that. So yeah. being in a gallery is just it's my happy place. Yeah. I can go by myself, but I also love going with friends. I, I feel like it's a it's a very different energy that you get from going with a friend like you're probably not going to be able to appreciate it more but how many times have I been to the NGV like I just realized a while back that I haven't been in two months and I'm
1: really upset about it oh yeah I so I should go again (laughs) I went with my best friend I think a few months ago yeah she hates galleries so she walked you and she's like are you done yet
0: Okay, you have to go with the right people.
1: Yeah. yeah, I literally we walked in one section. She's like, "So are we done?" She's like, "I'll oh, go take it, go stand over there, and I'll take a photo of you." And then she's like, "We saw the whole gallery. What do you mean?" And yeah. I'm like, "She's she's hungry already." I think he
0: went with the wrong person. Yeah,
1: she's not that person that would <laughs> like, like that. We'll go
0: to a gallery together. Yeah, we will. We'll we do will. like a and LMS. it'll be good. Yeah, it'll be good. Um, do you have a recommendation of practice to be combined um, with your list?
1: with my list i think i think also have that know know what's around that area that you want to go and hang out Mm -hmm. in so like go ahead and explore something that you would never set to explore so if you find if your ideal time is to be like going to a gallery go see what's around that gallery as well and maybe like just hang around there also Best thing for me is I love thrifting with friends.
0: That's actually really fun. Yeah,
1: yeah. Because you try on outfits, like know the amount of time that you want to spend mm-hmm. in that area. Because if you're gonna be around similar places, go and like do other things that you wouldn't expect to do. Like go and spend longer time thrifting or something. If you want to go see an art gallery and there's a thrift store nearby, yeah. Go there as well. Like, don't yeah. set your um sights on like one activity. Yeah. Go and do multiple things. Go spend a whole day. Like, I did a, I did a thrift store crawl with one of my friends. It was the greatest day I love that. ever. Yeah. And we tried on everything to a point we were exhausted.
0: <sighs> yeah.
1: And we were just like, okay, we're done. We didn't yeah. see each other for the next like three months or so because we were just like, like that's this enough is of each other. <laughs> too much like it was so good my next trip i think i want to do like a kebab shop crawl Mm. all the way down like sydney road in melbourne so if you don't know sydney road is like this whole strip of like so many different areas i also want to go bridal shopping just trying on dresses for like no reason down there so there is like doing different things that you wouldn't really expect to do not to try anything yeah not to spend money on anything but like just have that enjoyment with someone else.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I think, I mean, this is contradictory to not spending money on anything, but I find that I have particular friend groups that I will do – I tend to do specific activities with. So I have a trio of friends with whom we're all really into film. So we'll go watch all of the, like, weird movies um, and or watch a pirated version of it at someone's house, uh, which is always a great free alternative. We don't recommend that. Don't Pirating film and TV is illegal um, and don't do it. Mm -hmm. But it is a great free option for people who want to go to the movies at the moment um so like I remember during the pandemic we would watch on discord yeah uh because we couldn't go to the movies together but um so I have that group um I have my journalism friends with whom I get drinks uh, because that tends to be the common activity yeah I have my gallery friend (laughs) (laughs) you have to yeah you have to um and then I have um my dinner friend we're always getting ramen yeah, my. I guess I don't know why we definitely have tried other options, but none of it are as satisfying. I think no. as ramen. So you
1: just end up in ramen places for no all reason all the time, yeah. and it's
0: it's a it's great, especially when it's cold. But yes. I feel like I have I. I'm sure this would kind of add a little bit to that list. Is mm-hmm. like, you, you have certain things that you prefer to do with friends, but it might be because you associate them with a particular friend, for example. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, 100%. There are people, like, I mean, I know not to take that friend to an art gallery anymore. Like, that's something that's off her list of things. Take me instead. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, we'll go instead. Like, she loves shopping. So that's where, like, her expertise sort of really fits in. So we do that.
0: How does she find an art gallery boring but shopping fun? I don't know. (laughs) Because I enjoy shopping, but...
1: That's okay. not as much no. to look at.
0: Anyway, that's I d- an I don't aside. know either. Like that's she's very inside. interesting,
1: but she loves road trips. So that's like, okay. she's my road trip friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and she knows the best cafes I'm to go to in every for, area.
0: I'm still seeking a road trip friend. Um, hint, hint. Nudge, we'll, then,
1: we'll go on a road trip. <laughs> <laughs> I'll drive.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay, well, well, I think I'm going to end the debrief there. Thank yep. you so much um, for joining that um i'm going to do you want to tell like the audience about the shows that you have and, and like where they can find you yeah how to
1: how to listen to the podcast sure well it's pretty much um, we do have instagram channels now i will add we do have social media in place and it is working it is doing well we're both really glad that it's finally available for you guys to see um but yeah if you wanted to go and check out my two channels i do a family um podcast and a parenting podcast um family is all together and then my parenting podcast is raising parents two very amazing titles that i've memorized for about a year now um finally get to say them because i hardly ever am a guest on anyone's shows (laughs) But yeah, so I am here, I'm always just talking about parenting. Like I said earlier in the show, I talk about so many different things, like finished breastfeeding. Um, I talk about family issues such as sibling interactions, family interactions, parenting estrangement, which is something I never knew was possible. Um, and I also talk about toilet training on my parenting one as well. So that's, that's been a lot of fun. But yeah, like I said earlier, there are so many things that I never even knew about family, never even knew about parenting. I'm not a parent myself, so I don't really have a lot of personal experience. But I think that's where I come off from. And it sort of like really helps me understand a lot more about what parents go through and a lot more about what families go through in everyday life I don't have the greatest family record I don't have the greatest family sort of experience but I think knowing what sort of comes about is really important to me and I really love talking about family I really love dissecting family and I mean Encanto was my favorite movie so like (laughs) come on I think that sort of explains it but yeah, yeah I, I
0: just want to add that like as a frequent listener of Dina's podcast, um, she does such a fantastic job talking about these topics that are so beyond your life experience. <laughs> like you make it sound like it's perfectly normal for people your age and my age to be having conversations <laughs> about that kind of thing. About toilet training? And- about, to- even though like to be fair, I do have friends who are parents. yeah, Many friends who are parents. Same. Um but and, and married and and looking to build families. But yeah, it's a really it's a really great podcast. Um and I think Dina such, does such a great job talking to people who are much smarter than her and much more experienced.
1: Much smarter than me. <laughs> my god. Much smarter than me, I will tell you that.
0: <laughs> Dina, thank you so much um, for joining me on our show today. Uh, it's gone off the rails at multiple points, but we both saw that coming. Yep. Um, I think what we talked about was valuable nonetheless.
1: Yes. No, I, I really love talking about it. I think close friends is something that we really underestimate and really don't acknowledge them a lot. So Take if you have, granted. Yeah, if you have close friends at the moment that you haven't seen or spoken to in a very long time, this is your sign now to go and message them and to let them know that you are thinking of them. Even if it's just a, hey, how's it going? Hope you guys, hope you are doing really well. Even send a group text. Like don't even, I think anything just to let them know that you're thinking about them. Yeah. Um, a link yeah. to an
0: article is enough. Oh, yeah or a, a funny meme. image is enough. Just
1: send a, find a meme that you found on Twitter and then go and send Which that to exactly them. Which is exactly what I do, unfortunately. Yeah.
0: <laughs> One example. Gina has been subject to quite a few of those. Oh, <laughs> yes. I, I see her as
1: well, so that's funny. Yeah,
0: Yeah, it's hilarious. Anyway, uh, thank you so much for joining yeah, me today. Okay. I've had a great time.
1: Yes, so, so have I. It's been fun talking about this. Yeah. yeah, a
0: little too fun.
1: A little too much fun. But uh, you can never have too much fun. That's
0: true. Yeah. <laughs> You've been listening to Self-Improvement Atlas, the Personal Science Insights podcast produced by LMSL, the Life Management Science Labs. For more episodes like this from 10 different life management perspectives, search LMSL on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, so you can get updated on everything we have to offer. We have a wide range of topics readily available for you to check out. If you enjoy this episode, please consider rating our show, sharing it, and subscribing to our channel, as it helps us grow and bring you more quality resources. More of our work can also be found on our website at pe.lmsl.net where you can join our movement. I'm Aditi Kutti, thanks for tuning in.